0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's tribe time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive. Helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.
2: Hi,
3: everyone. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you today from Mesa, Arizona. We're over at the Cubs Complex getting ready for our broadcast of the Indians and the Chicago Cubs in exhibition play on Saturday afternoon. That's a 4.05 first pitch time. We'll have it for you on the Indians radio network. So if you are tuned to this show uh, in the early afternoon on Saturday, that's coming your way in the late afternoon, a 4.05 first pitch Indians and Cubs from right here in Mesa. But as always, during the week, we are around the Indians complex in Goodyear, Arizona, and a good show lined up for you this week. Indian second baseman Jason Kipnis, who's been the talk of spring training, with his red hot start at the plate six home runs, a dozen runs driven in, hitting close to 500. He is ready to go. And while personally it's been a good start, he says team wise there clearly is a sense of urgency among the
4: Cleveland Indians heading into 2018. I think we definitely hold our heads high on the fact that we've changed the culture around here a little bit as a team, as a unit, and y- you ask all of them, there's, there's really only one thing left to do, and you, you hear that old saying from the movies and all that, but we, we like to think that we've done everything else. Um, that would be the last thing, the last stage of the mountain that we want to climb. Also on the show today, Indians
3: right fielder Lonnie Chisholm Hall coming off an outstanding first half last season. Injury shut him down in the second half, but he says one of the keys to his big first half, something he hopes continues this season. He's a year older, more experience, and some other factors that come into play in terms of putting together good performances at the plate.
2: Each year, you know, you can feel how maturity and just time in the game really plays a role in what actually happens on the field.
3: We'll also hear from Tribe reliever Nick Goody. And get an update from Tribe Manager Terry Francona on some news of the day in camp. <laughs> That's all coming your way shortly as we get rolling with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio
1: Network. The pitch swung on and ripped into deep right center and way out of here. Kipnis has done it again. Number six. A no doubt about it two-run homer to right center by Jason Kipnis. What a spring. Six homers, a dozen RBIs. He's hitting almost 600. Think he's motivated? Welcome back to Tribe Talk.
3: Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Mesa, Arizona. The Indians taking on the Chicago Cubs a little bit later on Saturday afternoon following this show. But uh, good week around camp once again. And our first guest is Jason Kipnis, who has had an unbelievable spring so far. He's on the trip to Las Vegas in the split-squat portion of this uh, weekend with the Cubs. But uh, Kip heading into play yesterday was batting four seventy-one on the spring with six home runs and a dozen runs driven in. And uh, normally you don't get too caught up in spring training stats, but certainly for Jason Kipnis, he's trying to put together a good bounce-back season after an injury-plagued 2017 that saw him play just 90 games and hit just two thirty two. All the numbers were down. And uh, for him, he's a two-time All-Star, 2016, not an All-Star year, in terms of making the game, but a very good season for him, and a big key to the Indians' run to the World Series that season. So he knows he can be a big key for this ball club, and uh, he explains the important things that he did this past off season to get in the best shape possible for spring training and then the season to come.
4: Uh, I had a real good off season. Um, made a lot of adjustments that I needed to do, uh, terms of stretching and. Um, working out, exercising, and uh, health-wise for um, nutrition. Uh, it's been going good. I've been seeing a lot of positive results, too. Um, we had a minor hiccup. I think I was overdoing it a little bit, working out too much, and uh, tweaked it back just a little bit. But now it's, I mean, it was a one-day thing. You let it calm down for a day, and it's already gone. So I'm already back, and I'll be playing here soon, and uh, I'm excited.
3: And you mentioned those changes, and you're not alone in, in mm-hmm. terms of
4: you're a veteran now. Yeah.
3: Uh, how different is it preparing for spring training now as opposed to when you were just breaking in?
4: Uh, it's a lot different. When you're just breaking in, you're you're younger, you're spry, you're full of energy and <laughs> full of excitement all the time. <laughs> you're older. You're just you're like, why? Why? What changed? Why is this different? Why is it taking more effort to do a normal task that I used to be able to just roll out of bed and do? And it's just the fact that you're getting older and it takes more time. So you you start to realize that and. Um, Kind of plan accordingly, start things a little bit earlier, and um, but eventually it comes around. The body adjusts and gets in enough shape to where you can get through things. And I think
3: different players do different things to kind of take their mind off the game in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Carlos Carrasco, I think, traveled to thirty different countries. Right. He, he travels a lot. Uh, you were on the wedding circuit. Uh, yeah, how'd that go? How busy was it this winter?
4: It was. It was a little busy winter. Um, I didn't take too many trips of my own because the weddings were kind of taking up them, but, uh, there were a couple of destination weddings and, um, I mean, it was Maui, Puerto Vallarta, Denver. I had like two in Chicago, so it was, um, a busy winter, but it was a lot of fun nights and, uh, a lot of good times and memories with friends. Did
3: you watch the wedding crashers to get any pointers? I mean, I don't know no, if yeah, situation, yeah. but.
4: No, it wasn't anyone that I had to speak up with for this one or give a speech. Um, it was one that I was able just to go and enjoy and, uh, Kind of share that moment with them, that couple, and the friends. Uh,
3: Getting back to the baseball side, last season, obviously, uh, frustrating from the the injury standpoint, Mm -hmm. uh, and you moved around a little bit. Uh, With that said, heading into this season, how have you handled some of the the question marks that that have come your way, maybe from the outside more so than than what you feel?
4: Uh, Well, I mean, you really can't give too much attention to the outside because it just doesn't, A, do you any good. B, they're not the ones making the decisions or seeing the work that's put in by these guys all every day. Um, I've had a bad season before. It's not the first one. Um, and so I've, I I usually bounce back well after a bad season, and I'm planning on doing that again. Um, I'm excited to get going. Um, I, I like playing with something to prove and playing to prove people wrong, and that's, I think, where I'm in my best zone, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun one.
3: And doing it here being with this group why mm-hmm. is that so important to you at this stage of your career
4: because we're getting to the point where um you, you start to look around the locker room and you're starting to realize that this might be a kind of a last hurrah with a bunch of guys that I've been with for almost 10 years I mean I mean a couple guys a little shorter but I, you look at the Brantley the all Tomlin Kluber Jan these are guys that I've been with for five six seven years and uh I'm, I, I know their families well, I know their parents, their wives, their kids, and um, I think we look around and we're kind of appreciating the fact, instead of looking at it as a bad thing, we're appreciating that this might be our last hurrah together, um, as, as that sounds, and we don't want to waste it, so we want to make sure that we put in the work, put in the efforts so that's uh, needed to win, and um, kind of go and give it one more go.
3: What does it mean? To be part of a winning situation when you first broke in with those guys you mentioned, uh, wins could be hard to come by for for some seasons. And uh, now it's changed. And, and how satisfying has that been to know that that you could be a winning team mm-hmm. with the same players that that kind of had to go through some things early.
4: I think that makes it a little bit more special. I think we've what been the winningest club in the last five years, most wins. I don't think people realize that. Um, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't fun at the start. It wasn't a winning tradition at the start we had to work hard to make it what it is now and i think we definitely hold our heads high on the fact that we've changed the culture around here a little bit as a team as a unit and um you ask all of them there's there's really only one thing left to do and you, you hear that old saying from the movies and all that but um we, we like to think that we've done everything else um that would be the last thing the last uh stage of the mountain that we want to climb
3: so you look around in that clubhouse and and What gives you that confidence what keeps it fresh Uh, another season where where you have that goal and the only goal is at the end to be the last team
4: well I mean this is and you can attest to this the clubhouse is doesn't have a problem staying fresh or um, becoming monotonous or routine I think there's too many characters and good guys and um, fun people in there to ever get bored Um, it's like a beehive in the The locker room, where everyone you got to be on your toes because everyone's coming from every direction. and everyone doesn't matter if it's six in the morning or when. uh, But it's the like I mean, we know how close we've been. We know how close we um, have gotten the past couple years, and I think it's there's really no there's no other distractions. There's no other reason to not think that that we have that one goal in mind.
3: By some really good optimism from Jason Kipnis as he has had a wonderful camp so far and uh, feeling good. That's the big key and looking forward to playing a lot of games this season for the Indians and being that all-star type second baseman that he has been in the past. Another key to the Tribe lineup and certainly another loss last season in the second half due to injury Was right fielder Lonnie Chisenhall. Chisenhall was putting together his best major league season a year ago in the first half. In fact, heading into the All Star break, he led the Indians in runs driven in with 53. But a troublesome calf injury cut short his season after the All Star break, and he really was not a factor. He couldn't play most of the second half and on into the postseason. So, again, like Jason Kipnis, an off-season of hard work to make sure he's healthy. And earlier this spring when we caught up with Lonnie Chisnall, he said he's healed, ready to go, and looking forward to a big year.
2: I feel great. Um, I feel like I normally do coming into spring. It's been a non-issue since, since I came back that final time last year. and But it's something I'll be conscious of going into the season.
3: And as you look back at last year, frustration-wise, because of the year you were having, the the emotions that you were feeling down the stretch, how tough was it to, to not be a part of that?
2: You know, that was that was the hardest part where you know you're at the club I mean, you're in the clubhouse every day with the guys, but you're not really feeling a part of what's going on. So, you know, you try to, you know, stay upbeat, you know, be positive and you know, encourage teammates and things like that while you're on the D L but you know, there's only so much you can do without, you know, actually being on the field
3: first half of the season may have been extended stretch-wise one of your best stretches all around play uh, since you reached the major leagues. Why do you think that was? And do you think it was your best stretch of play as a major league?
2: Yeah, I was I was actually happy with the consistency. It, it started at the beginning of spring where, you know, I felt like I was putting together quality at-bats. I was prepared each time, and that's part of growing. Uh, you know. I, I turned 29 in October, so you know I was getting around the the point where it was, you know, I was maturing and understanding the game and you know how to influence at certain certain spots. So, you know, it started with spring last year. I'm continuing what I was doing last year um, and trying to make it even better.
3: You mentioned being 29 and. Along with some others, it, it's no longer that that young core. It's it's really a seasoned core. Yeah. And that, do you think back on, on how that time has gone by and, and how quickly, or maybe slowly, it, it's taken to yeah. get to this point?
2: You know, it's it's gone by pretty quick. Uh, you know, uh, it's like you said, that same group of guys who came up together. That you know they they've done a great job of bringing in pieces and you know keeping the guys who you know came up through the system and it's you know it's that time we all we all come to the ballpark every day to you know take care of business and you know we that good relationship helps
3: Lonnie you look at at team wise and it's been an interesting off season I think for most teams in baseball in terms of of moves or or maybe not a whole lot of moves and at least uh, as we talk now uh, the Indians seem set going into the season but maybe there's there's still more to come how do you look at this team a team that not everybody's talking about it as one of the, the leading contenders in the American League and maybe they should
2: you know it's you, you have to play the season to see where everything unfolds and you know the talk before the season is the talk but you know we've we have a lot of guys coming back from last year I know we lost some key pieces you know Brian, Joe Smith uh, those two guys are not irreplaceable but you know Brian's been one of the best relievers so. And, you know, when you shorten games, you know, it makes a big difference. But, you know, we have the guys coming back that won 102 games last year. So, you know, we look forward to going out there and seeing exactly, you know, what a year of, you know, growth and, you know, an off season and see, uh, see where we stand.
3: And there's not a whole lot of new faces, but there's some. And talking to, to Terry Francona during the offseason – says a little bit of change is good and and is it good to see some some new faces just some different perspectives in that clubhouse yeah i mean
2: anytime you get a like like you you are able to pick somebody's brain or you know if you know you might hear a guy say something that makes a difference in your entire year or your career so you know you're able to you know meet all these new especially you have a lot of new faces in there in spring every year Uh, a mixture of older veteran proven guys and you know younger guys who are coming up and Know, trying to you know make a name for themselves so it's a good mix to have i mean especially I, I think uh you know we got bj in we signed yonder i think we just picked up raj so you know it, it's you know having those guys who have been around and you know, it's 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 good to see
3: uh, off season for you i know in the past or earlier in your career uh, one year you I think you try to get stronger. Some years you try and get speedier, things like that. Yeah. this stage of your career, uh, how are you preparing for spring training, and are there specifics that you're working on to make sure you're ready to go?
2: You know, so after doing all those things, you know, it, it's you try to have a goal every offseason, something you want to achieve and come back. And, you know, each year I showed up to spring and I had accomplished my goal. And this year it was, you know, I wanted to increase my flexibility. Uh You know, I wanted to maintain a certain weight. Uh, I run better at a certain lower weight. Um, So, you know, maybe if I'm asked to play more positions, I'll be more, you know, agile, things like that. But just showing up to spring training and building on what I did last year. So you get older, you're having to do more things to take care of your body or, or different things to take care of your body. And I incorporated some of that, but for the most part, we're just building on what was going on last year.
3: Boy, that's something, when when you hear Lonnie Chisenhall talk about being a little bit older, uh, both he and Jason Kipnis, they've grown up right before our eyes, and and now they're savvy veterans, so to speak, as uh, Chisenhall will play this season at the age of 29, and looking for a big year, indeed. So, uh, Chisenhall, Kipnis, keys to the Indians' fortunes offensively, certainly, and when we come back, we'll visit with Indians relief pitcher Nick Goody, who's trying to, to work through some issues this spring, and become the pitcher that he was a year ago a breakthrough season for him last year that's coming up as tribe talk continues on the cleveland clinic indians radio network
1: time to hop back on the bandwagon folks
3: Welcome back to Tribe Talk, Jim Rosenhouse, along with you this weekend as we join you from Mesa and Sloan Park, the home of the Chicago Cubs, where the Indians are playing the Cubs this afternoon. We'll have that for you uh, if you're listening to the show on Saturday afternoon, a 4.05 first pitch time on the Indians radio network. Well, the Indians are looking for solid work from their bullpen as a whole once again. It has been a real strong suit of this ball club for a couple of seasons now, and there'll be some changes out in that bullpen. Cody Allen, still the closer and one of the best, and Andrew Miller, one of the best all-around relief pitchers in baseball. How will the Indians, though, fill the shoes of Brian Shaw, who left in the offseason signing a free agent contract with the Colorado Rockies after being a mainstay, a a 70-plus game appearance reliever with a ton of innings and key innings to bridge the gap between the starters and the back end of the bullpen. One of those who may be counted on in that spot is Nick Goody, who had his breakthrough season a year ago, first full season just about in the major leagues. With 56 appearances, his ERA was under three and really was a reliable right-handed reliever for the Indians. So we talked to him about how he's preparing for this season, if it's different from what he's done in the past, and what were some of the keys, especially early on after last season.
5: I mean, I wouldn't say I'm established yet. Still have, I still have a lot of things I want to do and a lot of things I need to do. Um, but it was nice to, you know, get, get a year in, um, pretty, pretty straightforward. You know, be up the whole most of the year and. Um, i mean this off season i think i took it a little bit more slow as far as uh not jumping in right away but then you know on the days that i when i started working out and throwing program i mean it was probably a lot heavier than i have done in the past so um but like i said i took a good month off and kind of just it's a long year man so you gotta let your body relax you gotta let your mind relax maybe take a trip um we, we bought a house this off-season, so that, that pretty much took up most of my time. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously we're expecting a kid, which caught us off guard. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was an eventful off-season for sure. Did you take a trip? Uh, no, we didn't actually. We found out that she was pregnant, and all the trips that we wanted to take, we were just decided not to do that. Um, so I bought a truck instead. <laughs> so it was a wild
1: one. So yeah, you
3: mentioned early on, um, you don't feel like you're established yet, or, or you don't want to take that for granted. How important is it to keep that to keep that kind of edge as you go forward? Now,
5: yeah, I mean, I, nothing's guaranteed. So I'm in camp, just like everybody else here, trying to trying to win a job in the bullpen. I mean, you know, you can look from the outside in. I mean, yeah, they they know what you know what I'm capable of doing, and um, but I still have to go out and do it. I still have to go out and prove it. I don't like i said i don't have a guaranteed contract and nothing's guaranteed but you know i think i think every one of those guys in there is the same way you know they're we're all competing we're all we all want a job and i think if you lose that competitive edge or you know you you get (laughs) you get sucked into just being complacent and that's not who i am and i don't think that's who any of those guys are in there
3: what do you think uh you were able to show last year that you were really happy with, and then what do you
5: think you, that you still need to get better with as you head into this season? Um, I think last year I did a I did a better job of keeping my composure as far as you know if I had a whether I had a good outing or a rough rough outing, just showing up the next day and being able to put that behind me. Where I think in years past it's kind of stuck with me a co- you know, maybe a, a day or so and. Um, and then, I, you know, I get to watch the best in the world go at it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and see how they go about their day. And I don't think Brian Shaw gets enough credit, but, but you know, he was the same guy every single day, whether he did well or not. And um, watching him, you know, struggle and do well and how he bounced back every single day helped me a lot. Um, Trying to mold me into the type of pitcher that just, you know, yeah, it sucks. But once, once the clock hits 12, it's a new day. Um and then things I need to work on. I mean, pretty much everything. I think I need to be more, a little bit more consistent. I think I need to, uh, I, I needed to address, uh, you know, just just being able to go out and pitch seventy games and prepare myself in the off season for seventy games, and and to be ready to, you know, hopefully take on you know, the bulk or however many of those innings that I can, because um, it's a long year and it's going to take a, a lot of guys to. We're going to need a lot of guys to attribute and you know, any way that I can, and hopefully it's often. You mentioned Brian Shaw
2: <clears throat> and
3: 70 games preparing mm-hmm. for that, and they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, certainly there's, there's innings to be had and appearances to be had with, with his departure. Do you look at it a- along those lines, or is it still just, hey, you know, let's see how the season goes and, and I'll do the best I can?
5: I mean, obviously, I'm going to do the best I can, and whether or not whether I fall into that category or not, I mean, that's not in my hands. I'm going to go out there and pitch when I when I can pitch, and um, you know, do my job the best of my ability. Uh, I think everybody, you know, other than probably Miller, and uh, and Allen and Cody, uh, are you know, we, we want to be that guy. You want to be in that role. You want to step up and, and eat those innings, and um, you know, throw in big games, and that's that's why you play the game you want to be in that in that, in those big situations and in those moments and you know the do or die moments you want to you know you want to do more than you die so that's i i think you've got at least from last year returning four four guys down there that, that want that you know and it doesn't matter if it's if it's a revolving door of the then so be it but regardless we just want to win
3: indians reliever nick goody joining us uh, it's funny how much of a difference a year can make. This time a year ago, nobody really knew much about Nick Goody. You're new to the organization. How different is it this time around walking into this clubhouse?
5: I mean, I kept in touch with a lot of guys in the offseason, so I mean, building relationships throughout the year last year was, was nice. And then, obviously, the faces that you see in the training room and, and the coaching staff and the, and the clubbies and, uh, you know, radio video everybody it's it makes it a lot easier to walk in because they know they know we've spent a year together we've grown you know they know kind of how i tick, and i know how they tick, and it just it's a i mean last year was a super smooth transition coming from new york i mean the indians do an amazing job front office all the way down and communicating and and keeping you in the loop and you know this year's no different um walked in and it felt like we never left so that hats off to them
3: and when you look at at expectations, Obviously, a, a quick finish last year that, that didn't go the way anybody wanted. Uh, what's it like in there this season coming back in terms of, of focus and, and wanting to take it that extra step this coming season?
5: Well, so far we've been here for I think today is our first full squad. But, man, I mean, I thought I got here early in the morning, but <laughs> these guys are here, suit really early, <laughs> and and ready to go. And you know that's from the veterans down. And I mean, yonder, Langer just walked by. He's drenched in sweat. Like Cookie's working out early in the morning. It's not just the young guys are showing up. Like these, get, these we have a true veteran presence here. And I think you know the, the guys who, the younger guys who look up and watch that, like you, you know you, you see like, hey, if you want to be the best in the world, this is what they do. They put in the work. They're here. They're doing their job. And it makes it, it. It makes us. I say us, but I mean the guys who are not quite as established. You know, hungry. We, if we want if we want to be successful, then we got to put in the work. Oh, you say early in the morning, just for fans. <laughs> what What is early for these guys? Well, I, I'm pretty sure Kluber gets here and Cody Anderson and Cookie get here at like five something in <laughs> the like, It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I I tried racing them to the field, and man, it's just. I tried, let's just say that I get, getting up early is not for me, I don't think so getting up at 6 is is tough for me
3: Man, Nick, don't worry, you're not alone, a lot of folks uh, struggle getting it going in the morning and uh, certainly he's made the effort and has been in here working hard but uh, it has been a, a difficult spring so far for Goody, if you just look at numbers, he's allowed 10 runs in 7 innings of work over 7 appearances, so still trying to find that good bite on the slider and the good command on the fastball when we come back some news of the day from tribe manager terry francona that's coming your way next as we conclude tribe talk after this timeout on the cleveland clinic indians radio network goody
1: is ready on the payoff pitch swung on rolled up the middle near second the shortstop lindor moving to his left has it throws him out what a job by goody today
3: Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment on this week's show. And uh, we join you today from Mesa, Arizona. We're over at Sloan Park at the Cubs Complex where the Indians will play the Cubs on Saturday afternoon, a radio game for you. So uh, we're getting set up and ready to go for that shortly, a 4:05 1st pitch if you're tuned to this on Saturday afternoon. Well, Terry Francona is with the team the second half of the Indian split squad that's taking on the Cubs in Las Vegas this weekend. So uh, he is not here in Arizona. We did have a chance to catch up with Tito as part of the press conference that he does daily back in Goodyear yesterday. And he touched on a variety of subjects, including whether this split squad weekend, which will include five games over three days for the Tribe, comes at a good time in spring training.
6: I think it's great. I think it's great. Uh, Guys will have a little extra energy. And we told them today, you know, hey, because I know it's St. Patty's Day and I know there's a lot going on, but they're going to get stretched out the next couple of days, like guys are going to play. You know, we got five games in three days, and everybody's going to play a, a lot, which is good. That'll be good for them. Um, I've never been a huge believer that a guy has to play nine innings, you know, before you break camp, but they're going to play back-to-back and they'll stay out there for a while on their feet and that'll be good for them.
2: Do you anticipate a big G sighting in Las Vegas?
6: You know what I got to check with him I haven't talked to G I mean he texted me after my dad died but yeah but I haven't talked to him I need to check with him. Is there
2: a target yet for a Cactus League game for Brantley?
6: No okay um He's going to take today, he's going to do the defensive work, and then he's going to take balls off the bat, though. He is really doing well. Um, I haven't even asked just because, and it's not, obviously I care. I just, he's doing so well, and I know he's chomping at the bit. I don't want to put more pressure on the medical staff because I know they're yeah. You know, he Brant's really pushing now because he feels so good. Okay. He's actually doing pretty well. Um, he is kind of graduating into, like, the full, full-fledged full batting practice. You know, he did the the workup, you know, soft toss, overhand toss, high toss, all the in the cage, and now he's going to take regular batting practice, and he's actually doing pretty well. Now, he's going to be, you know, he's got to play some because you know, like we were talking about yesterday, I think you asked me yesterday about Brant. hitting all the time. You know, Geyer's been down. So he, once we get him healthy, we got to get him some at bats.
1: What do we ask about Danny every day with his
6: there? He's going to try to get out to a, a little bit. He wants to get, he's been out to, I think, 130. Yeah. He wants to get out a little bit further before he throws a bullpen, which I think pitching coaches are in agreement with.
1: I think even he said what he's doing long toss, he, he's still not that he's feeling it, but he just doesn't feel like the strength is totally. I don't there think yet. he's
6: as I don't think he's confident yet that he can, you know, like throw it with conviction. Right. And he needs that, so we're trying to, you know, the the, the pitching coaches, the medical staff have done a great job being patient, trying to listen and you know build in days that where he can start to get that conviction. I'm sure you'd rather
1: you'd prefer that honesty than him trying to...
6: Very much so, yes.
3: You know, I was talking about Joe uh, Urshela, and he was explaining how he worked out with Frankie a lot this, this winter. And I know spring training is hard to evaluate sometimes, but have you noticed anything different from him?
6: This you know, you, you're, you're right. It is hard to evaluate. But when somebody does well, you don't want to just say, well, you know, you don't want to poo-poo it. Like, I mean, he he has had a good spring. Um, you know, even last year, you know how Frankie does the, on the day games, he'll go out and do that little thing with Joe Kessler, yeah. med ball. And well, Geo. kind of followed him when he got called up. And... It's nice when you see that happen because I think sometimes you we've all seen it where it's easy to sit in the clubhouse and roll your eyes that, you know what I mean, like the guys, he's overdoing you know what I mean? But then all of a sudden guys are following Frankie in that direction. That gets pretty cool, and I thought it helped you a lot. Like Frankie said, he does that because like it helps just get Yes, it, it's one of videos. the coolest things. We actually videoed it. I asked Frankie if I could video it. Or have one of the guys do it and send it to the minor league kids. I mean, what better example of being ready to play on day game? That's why he does it. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I just think it's terrific. It's kind of like the same thing where I, I, you know, I'm sitting out in the dugout and I'll look up every day and Sandy's out in the outfield with the catcher doing the drill, and I, I love it. Just gives me a feeling like we're ready to play. I've always liked that and. You know, it's not that the guys can't catch if they don't do it. I just I love the preparation behind it.
3: And it seems like there's still a big group of the non-rostered, kind of middle relief type guys. Are we at a point where anybody's standing out? You know what,
6: we obviously need to cut down our number here. I think comments, and we're never going to say when, because I think it's hard enough on the guys that are competing. But I think common sense says we got to get through these split squads. I mean, we got five games in three days, and then when we come back, it's going to take two or three days for our pitching to catch up. I, I, we can't just drop off five pitchers because, like I said, they because they're all going to pitch. So we got to let our pitching catch up. That day off will help. You're pretty confident on the, on the once that's over that you'll have enough of a sample size to make an educated guess on that? Well, I hope we're not guessing, right. but, you know, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said we had we don't have a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you certainly look at track record, and then you try to look at health. You know, does, is the way a guy's throwing matching up with his track record? Um, things like that. And then does it fit into what you're wanting him to do? think those are maybe the bigger ways you try to look at it
3: good stuff as always from tribe manager terry francona and that's going to do it for this week's edition of tribe talk great to have you with us tune in next week another show from goodyear and arizona as indian spring training believe it or not next week will be starting to wind down hard to believe we are not far away now from opening night thursday march the 29th seattle so until next week this is jim rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to tribe talk on the cleveland clinic Indians radio network
1: on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.